Hi, everyone. Welcome uh, to She Shed Light. I'm Hillary. I'm Jennifer Munson. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have to qu quantify that because, uh, you know, we're unrecognizable. Usually I'm on the left side of the screen and Jen's on the right. So just so you don't confuse us, we've changed it up tonight. Uh, we're on a new platform and we wanted to um, just talk to you about kind of our week and some experiences we've had um, before I kind of get started and talk about my week last week. Jen, did you have anything you wanted to well, uh, you know, we've both been crazy busy. Hillary's been out of town um, doing some cool stuff she's going to talk about. I've been living in an Airbnb. I still am uh, because my house is ripped to the studs. And so still praying for the answer. I think I have it, but um, I'll know in the next 48 hours. Um, and God is just doing some really cool stuff. But it's really hard, as you can imagine, because I also have a dog who's pregnant, because why not? Um, but it's cool. The, the Lord certainly taken my faith to new levels where I thought it was already, you know, at the highest. Um, but the other cool thing that I wanted to share was that, um, we were looking at our analytics and we have, um, 11 people from 11 countries listening to us. And I thought that was pretty cool and a praise. And so thank you to everybody in all the countries that are listening to us. Um, we're going to attempt to take this live broadcast on Facebook and also upload it to our podcast app. So if you aren't able to join us now, we hope you'll listen in. We'll have to start like learning other languages. Bonjour. I already am. I'm using the Duolingo app and I'm well, learning more Spanish instead of just the bad words from my past. <laughs> she should like French. Yes. <laughs> yes, she should. She so. All right, so what we wanted to talk a little bit about tonight is I had an amazing week last week with my family. We went up to Thomaston, Georgia, to a, um, a place called Be in Health, and I'm going to show the book. It's uh, Dr. Henry Wright wrote this book, A More Excellent Way to Be in Health. So is the and website Be in Health, do you know? It's beinhealth.com. Okay. And so um, my husband and I have felt and we've been moving in the last several years and studying deliverance and healing and really with the premise of, hey, Jesus said, greater work shall you do uh, now that I've gone to be with the Father in heaven. And we were like, you know, hey, how come we're not seeing the deliverance? How come we're not seeing the freedom? How come we're not seeing the healing? And so we've been on this path and now God's been using us to pray with people and walk them through deliverance. But again, as we pray for healing, we're not seeing the results we wanted to see. So as we began to study, <clears throat> I wound up buying this book just on my own because I had read an article about healing and it mentioned this as kind of the go-to. And then a woman in our small group, Suzanne, had given Kevin one. And we started to read through it. <clears throat> and my goal was this. So a couple of years ago, you know, as we learned more about <laughs> As we learn more about healing, um, I had a few revelations. I've been a Christian since I'm a teenager. I've been in spiritual churches that believed in healing, that cast out demons. And I learned a few years ago when I prayed for somebody, God gave me a word for them and said they need to tell them they need to obey me in an area of healing. I mean, forgiveness, excuse me. And so I shared that with the person and God had given them a dream the night before that they needed to forgive a family member. And so it was confirmation. And so we ministered um, forgiveness and they agreed to forgive this person. And then they were healed. Okay. They're, they're, 
the doctor had done a scan. Um, and I don't want to give too many details because it's health related and someone's privacy. But basically, he was sent to hospice to die and he's alive today. And so for me, I was like, oh, okay, unforgiveness can block healing. Unforgiveness can open the door to sickness. And so I started to, as I studied more and more, I'm like, hey, there's a lot of things I didn't know about as a young Christian. So if this is the key to help people get healed, what other keys exist? And then enter the book, right? And this is where this guy was at. So he basically was a pastor also praying for people and they weren't getting healed. And he was like, Lord, I don't want to keep praying for healing. It's not happening. Less than 5% of the time people are getting healed. And that led him on a course of really digging into scripture and finding all the things that scripture talks about as it relates to spiritual roots to sickness. And um, so we learned that they actually have a retreat. It's called the For My Life Retreat, where they teach you all these principles over a five-day period. They had a camp for my daughter. She's 12. She loved it. They learned the same materials just on their age level. And there were so many families that go there multiple times, and God has just changed their lives. And so many testimonies, people being healed of miraculous stuff like instantly allergies, cancer, um, autoimmune diseases. Once they kind of get into the scriptural enlightenment, if you will, of what might be the spiritual root of disease, of your disease, and then you remove it, then you could deal with it, and then healing comes. So let me take a pause there, see if you want to chime in anything, and then I'll kind of go into some of the content of like what God was showing us. Yeah. So I know multiple people who have gone there and um, gotten healing there after never being able to. And, um, and I've seen a handful of people healed instantly. I've seen some crazy stuff over my years, but um, what I've run into is that more people know that forgiveness can block healing but they don't know the rest of it. And in my experience with myself and with others, people think if you're sick, then you, you have unforgiveness and period. And I think it's one of those things where people have not explored what the word says and all the other things that can happen due to the things that are the roots and the lies where um, sickness can come in. But I, I, I struggled with high blood pressure, you know, most of my life. And every time I was around a Christian, they would say that over and over and over again. I mean, for years, all I heard was, well, do you have unforgiveness? And I like was getting bitter because I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I don't. Um, it was something else. But um, I think that there's not enough knowledge around it. And I, and how long has this retreat been around? I know it's been a long time. Yeah, I think at least, you know, 20 years they've been in Georgia, you know? So what was, what was fascinating is like, for example, and these are scriptures that I've read. So there's a scripture, I think it's in Proverbs and they go into, and it talks about, um, do not hold bitterness. Bitterness destroys the bones. Yes. I thought thought that was figurative, right? But they were like, hey, listen, and what I liked about this guy, Dr. Henry Wright, he's, he's now passed on, but he had a pre-med background and he was a pastor and started to search this out, right? So 
I always thought that was kind of figurative. And he's like, well, what if it's literal? What if God is literally saying bitterness will lead to bone problem, right? So he tells the story in his book about when these three women came up and they all had gnarled fingers and severe arthritis and they wanted healing. And he said, I really can't pray for you until we do this thing. Do you have somebody that hurt you and harmed you that you have not forgiven? They all admitted yes. He said, are you willing to? Yes. He ministered forgiveness. And he said in front of his eyes, all three of them got healed. Their fingers straightened out everything. All right. So then in the training, they talk a little bit about fear, you know, and, and fear is fantastic because fear we all deal with, right? It's probably Satan's number one tactic. I have a question before you move into fear. Did they they address if someone feels like they don't have any bitterness or unforgiveness, did they address what to do, what to look at? Like, do you, you know, because we're, we're familiar with deliverance. So in my natural mind, because I haven't read the book, I haven't gone to the conference, but my deliverance background would say, okay, I would kind of try to get whatever it is to come up to the surface to find out, because if that is the root, is it just being hidden and they're not aware of it? You know, like, is it anyone with arthritis? It could be, or bone, it could be, so even breast cancer, this guy has said, he said, I have worked with so many people that have gone healed from breast cancer that I can confidently say that this rule is true. Women that come to me with breast cancer, I ask them if it's in the left breast, it almost always represents a um, broken relationship and unforgiveness with a non-blood family member and the right breast, you know, it might be vice versa. And the right breast is a broken relationship and unforgiveness with a blood relative. So he asks them, yeah, in-laws that you're struggling with. And it's always, yeah, my mother-in-law, okay, are you willing to forgive her? Are you willing to let that go? And then they get healed. Yeah. And in the healing class I took, it was the same thing. They had done it because it's a school and they had done it so long, they could tell you if it's this disease, then this is the root of it. And it's, it's, a it, man, it just blows. Yeah. And so he, he, and he has sections in the books that talk about barriers to uh, healing. And then they do go into the roots of multiple diseases. So you can look up your illness and it says most likely it's this spirit. So their overall concept is, Scripture is crystal clear. God says, I have set before you life and death. Choose what you want. He also says, if you obey my commandments, then the diseases of Egypt will not come upon you. If you disobey my commandments, they will come upon you. Okay? So this isn't just God like, hey, I'm going to zap you with a disease. God is just giving us, hey, there's warnings. If you live this way, this is the fruit you get. And the analogy that God gave me last week was, you know, being a lone guy, lady girl, you know, um, you got the LA, which is the main highway through Long Island. If you go east, if you want to go up to the Hamptons and the beautiful beaches, you go east. If you want to go into the city and the Bronx and whatnot, you go west. So basically scripture tells us it's God's love letter to us from a good parent trying to keep us safe and, and happy and healthy and thriving. And I basically say, God, I want the beach. I want the sun. I want the breeze in my hair. I want the clean water. I want the beach experience. And he says, okay, you're going to get on the highway. You're going to go east. But I get on the highway and I go west. Mm. And God's like, no, you're going to wind up in the Bronx. And so many of us in the church under this 
grace gospel is no, I'm going to go west, God, and I expect you to move the beach to where I'm going. And what God really showed me was this. Disobedience is rebellion. Scripture says rebellion is witchcraft. Yes. So for all intents and purposes, as we are in disobedience, we are practicing witchcraft and we want God to bless it. So right. that's like me sacrificing a chicken to Satan yeah. and being like, Jesus, could you come over here and bless this for me? Right. And it's against his nature. He cannot bless witchcraft. Yes. And we've opened that that is opening the door to more than just whatever you're disobeying in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what they really talk about is they say, listen, God has given us a, um, a clear path. The other thing they talk about that I thought was very insightful is they said, listen, the Holy Spirit talks to us through our thoughts. Then we also have our thoughts that are just our own, right? But Satan talks to us the same way, right? And a lot of times we'll be duped into thinking that what the enemy is whispering to us is us. It's just me. So like, for example, they went through several spirits. So let's say it's a spirit of unloving, right? Or rejection, and basically, it's giving me this thinking, nobody really likes you. They're going to reject you anyway. You never get along with people, blah, 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 blah. So now I'm thinking this is just me. And now I'm agreeing with it. And I'm acting accordingly. Now, I've chosen to come into agreement and alignment with Satan. Okay? That is error. That is sin. And I get all the fruit of that. Right? Yep. And counter that, I have to identify, hey, that's not my thoughts. That's a lot of spirit trying to get me to reject what God has for me. And the way I correct it is just like if you're on the highway and you get off the exit and you turn around, you repent, you turn from it. And you say, okay, I'm going to instead choose to align myself with what God says about me. That I fearfully, wonderfully made, that I'm an overcomer, you know. So one of the things I liked about this, too, is because the guy got into a lot of medical stuff, too, like apparently they even have universities that have approached them to quantify their data on healing. And he said he used to have multiple doctors reach out to him when they were at the end of their rope of treatment to explore with their patients spiritual roots. So, for example, fear is a big one. And fear, there's a really good easy way to understand kind of how that can impact the body, right? So we have fear, okay? God created a good mechanism around fear for our safety, right? It's the fight or flight, you know, mentality. So if all of a sudden I see this weird guy walking up to my front door, instantly I'm going to go in a place of fear. My hypothalamus is going to regulate certain things in my body. My blood pressure is going to go up as blood courses to my extremities. My serotonin levels will go down so that I can be alert because I have to determine, do I need to fight, flight, or what? Until we clear this as a threat. Oh, you know, it's just the Amazon guy, right? So now all that stuff goes back to normal, right? And we're in a place of physical peace. Now, what the end, Satan knows scripture too. He knows when God says bitterness will destroy your bones and that and the other. He knows these methodologies. So Satan will send a spirit of fear to keep whispering to you, to try to keep you in a perpetual state of fear. Not only is it tormenting, but it does something in your body. It constantly keeps your blood pressure up. You're this, you're that, right? So with blood pressure, they say generally there could be a fear root, okay? 
Um, so that might be something worth exploring, right? But he, Satan knows as well. If we're in this constant state of fear, certain things are happening in our body and illnesses come as a result of that, you know? So there were some things that, that God kind of quickened to me. So what I liked about the trainings that they did is they go spirit <clears throat> by spirit. So they would touch on like self-pain, envy and jealousy, fear, um, <clears throat> unloving spirit, several others. So when they were talking about envy, I've never been one that really struggled with envy, right? <clears throat> or shame, right? And I was like, oh, okay, it'll be interesting to learn this because we're praying for people, but I don't really think that's like something I got, I've ever struggled with. And I never really compared myself to whatever. But as they spoke, the Lord showed me. So recently, and I think I told you this, I've been looking at like actresses that are like my age or a little bit older. And I've been like, wow, she's kind of looking old, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, how old is she? And I'm like, she's just a few years older than me. Oh no, I guess I'm looking old, you know? And I started to really be like, wow, you know, you're gonna get progressively less cute, <laughs> you know, as you as you age. And I started to really envy people their youth. Like I started looking at young people and thinking, gosh, I wish I could have a do-over. I wish I could turn the clock back. I can't believe it. And really just like almost like, oh, you're gonna get gray and you're gonna this. And it was so out of character. I've never meditated on these things, but I was meditating on them. And then starting to feel depressed. And those are things I You know what the world would say? Oh, well, you're just having a midlife crisis. Yeah. You know? But, I'm, but it's envy. Lying yeah. here. Like, yeah. your brain is behind you, honey. You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm agreeing with it. Instead of agreeing with the word, you know, that says that he will make us fruitful in all age. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, And then that was coupled with shame. So... I have been like, I feel like over the last five or six years that God has just burst in my faith. And I've been so on fire and I've had just crystal clear. I've just been so focused on his kingdom. And, but I got to say when I was 15 and I was very on fire, but then I got, you know, okay, now I want to pursue finding a husband and pursue my career and go to school. And I really prioritized those things for decades, really. And I started to get into this place of, wow, you know, so many years behind me that I could have really made an impact. I can't believe I blew it. I wish I had figured all this out 20 years ago. Imagine what I might have been able to accomplish. Hmm. And I started to just get into a place of shame. Now, because I was agreeing with that spirit, it was actually, and this is how Satan will use it to trigger you to step out in disobedience. So, there's a lot of evangelical projects that I'm working on and I want to do everything yesterday. I've always been like that. But the Lord has been telling me to wait on some of them. And because I feel like shame about not getting all this sooner, I've been like, I can't wait. There's no time to waste. You know, I only got maybe 20 more years of, or, you know, 30 years to really make an impact and work hard for the kingdom, you know? And so that's the enemy using shame to get me to step out of God's will or step out ahead of God because I'm in a place of shame and regret. Wow. And what God told me was, hell, you're thinking that every big thing takes 10 years to build. With me, I can make it happen in a year. Your impact can happen in a year. Or 
who says that you're going to, you know, slow down at 70 and die at 80 or 90? I can give you another 50, 60 years. You can live past 100. Yeah. Like, we're not limited, but I was limited, you know, and, yeah. you know, and so I came out of agreement. I repented for agreeing with that spirit. And then I came in agreement with his word, you know, that said, yeah, you know, a day is but a you know minute to the Lord or whatever, right. you know. And so this is how these spirits lie to us. And sometimes they lie to us our entire lives. And when we start to meditate and agree, you know, most of the time we think it's just our own thoughts. So we're like, yeah, yeah. you know, or our personality or, you know, all those excuses. Yeah. Or excuses. And so it was really just fantastic. You know, I was saying when we were at this retreat, I said, you know what, honestly, if I had my way, I would have everybody that we see get saved. They go into the baptismal tank, mm -hmm. way out, we give them a bus ticket to go to this retreat. Wow. Because there's so many things I think I would have, like snares, I would have just avoided. And they give such a great methodology for just being able to identify it, separate it, deal with it with the Lord, you know? And um, it was just, yeah, it was great. It was great to see people getting healed and delivered. There was a young girl and she was allergic to all these things. And she's like, hey, God delivered me. And I was eating all those fruits today. No problems, you know? So and good. yeah. And, and there was, and there's, of course, I mean, there was one woman that works there now. She had this weird disorder called MC something EI. Um, I don't remember it, but it's where they're like allergic to everything. Yeah, she has a book. I should. I oh, she really? Yeah, I read. That was the she first was time I heard about being health. Yeah. Suzanne actually gave me that book after she read my book. Oh, Just okay. like here's someone else's story, and so yeah. I read it, and then her and I talked for like hours because wow. she told me all about that that retreat. Yeah, it was her books were so good, easy. Oh, really? No, 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 there's this being health became kind of a magnet for people with that illness. That illness is where you're like allergic to like every food, every like fabric softener. You can't be around people. Even like the, what, this book, I don't know if it's the same person, but she was like allergic to the air. Like yeah. she had covered a whole apartment in like aluminum foil. Like it was crazy. This woman. And yeah, so what happened was because it's a small community of people that have that illness, it spread quickly. So they all were going to Jacksonville, Florida, because he used to pastor there. And but it was very hard for them to get there because they're allergic to everything. So he felt led of the Lord to go up and buy some farmland up in Georgia so that it was more friendly for those people. So they could at least get there and then go through the course and get healed. But the woman that works there now, <clears throat> she got to the point where she was only able to eat beets. Like if that isn't demonic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Side note, I've heard that you can air fry them and they taste like potatoes. Oh, really? I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> so she could only eat beets and there was a period of time where she was allergic to any sort of clothing. So she had to sit in her apartment for six months and not like in the buff, like she couldn't wear anything. And talk about it. a lot of these people can never go out. They can't be around. Isolation. Anything. Yeah. And so... Um, so we'll definitely, you know, in our future shows, we'll maybe go into some more detail on specific spirits, what yeah. sort of characteristics are associated with them. But I just wanted to talk about my experience. If you're, if you got some time and you can get up there, you know, I would absolutely recommend it. I mean, yeah, real quick, go over, how is this book different than the one that 
you have that I just held up. This is kind of more of a Cliff Notes version. So it's a lot of the same information, um, but it's obviously this one's a lot thicker. So this is kind of like the textbook. That's more like the Cliff Notes. It's like a shortened version that kind of pared it down. So it's a little easy reading, but either of them are really informative. And um, I and I'm hoping to they do travel and do conferences. They shorten it instead of five days, it's two. But I want to bring one here to Brevard. I want to try to. I was talking to Paul about that and seeing if we could Amazing. post something like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so anyone that has questions or comments, if you've been to this retreat, go ahead and comment on this video and we can follow up in our next episode, hopefully next week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, um, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed our show. We're praying for you. We love you. And Jesus is king. Amen.